Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on Good Morning Bushwick, and our in-studio guest is here with us, Lindsay Marie. I want to say world-famous chef, but, you know, I, I, I've tasted the cooking. Not everybody else has, so the microphone is right there. Introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Marie, that's what I go by. My last names are way too long, so I try to just keep it short. You know, being Puerto Rican, born in the islands, you carry that mother's maiden name, so it's long. But yeah, on Instagram, little macchiato, L-I-L underscore macchiato um, is what I go by. See, she threw it out there first. See that? Most <laughs> people don't do that. So let's, you know, I, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Moderately, it's been over a it's, decade already. Yeah, for sure, yeah. What, at what point did you start cooking? Uh, when I moved out of my mother's house, more so around, around 19, when I had to kind of start fending for myself at that point. You kinda, uh, my dad was the one that taught me how to cook. I used to call him on the phone for everything you could think of. Like, and yeah, Dollar Chef, it, it became at that point. And um, the ex-boyfriend that I was living at the time with was watching the Food Network while I was at work. So it was always these ideas that I was coming home to. Um, but it wasn't up until, I want to say, three years ago where I decided to do it professionally. It was something where it was kind of like, let me see if I can actually like really jump the gun and do this. You know, It was always a back and forth for a while, whether I wanted to go to culinary school or not. Um, I spoke to a lot of people that I worked with in the restaurant business because I've always bartended. And I was always cool with a lot of the chefs, and I was always on the line, and I was always asking a 1,001 questions. And I'm like, so should I go to culinary school? So it was always a push and a pull for a while until I was like, you know what? Um, let's, just, let's just throw myself in the kitchen at this point. Uh, so did you, did, you, did you go to culinary school or did you just I go didn't. straight to the I kitchen? I went straight to the kitchen. Thank you. See, that, that, that's something that, like, when it comes to, like, what, like, what us doing the radio thing, like, I, my whole, since we've been doing this, my parents tell me, you know, you should go back to school for that. Like, there's no school for this. this <laughs> you is, can't like, learn you this. Can't, I can't learn this. This isn't a skill, like, you learn. You either have it or you don't. Like, in, like, like when it comes to, like, in the kitchen, like, like that's something you have. Like, you can go to culinary arts school, but if you can't put it together, like, it's just... Not gonna work for you. And half the jobs that you get when you leave culinary school are the same jobs that I've acquired, anyways. Um, and it just takes the right type of people to kind of like see your drive or whatever, and then willing to give you a chance. And that's kind of what it was. And like, I'm very grateful for a lot of people that have given me that chance. You know, like bartending, you have like a sense of urgencies and like mixing ingredients as is. And if you already got a passion for something, you kind of like mash that up. And that's kind of how it was. I went in. My sister was working over at the Williamsburg Hotel and was cool with the chefs and was just like, yo, have your sister come in. And it, was, it started off like that. And from there, you know, we're here now. And that was January of 2018. So it'll be almost three years now that I've been, like, doing it. And I've, I've worked in multiple places. Um, just because I feel like you have that free space to kind of just create for yourself where you can see what kitchen you feel. Because, you know, it's a different vibe everywhere you're at. You don't, you know, and different cuisine on top of that. And you want to, like, for me, it's like, what am I gaining from these experiences in these kitchens that I'm going to work at? I'm not going to just work at any random breakfast spot. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, just cause what you is want this, how is this beneficial for See, me in the future? But I, I think that's the thing, too, man. Like, there's some, like, if you want to, like, between, like, a job and a professional career. Like, a job, you need a job. Professional career is something you want to do, like, you care about, or at least you like, like doing. Like, I'll say now, I consider my gym, no, I'm not working right now. 
Um, thank you, COVID. Uh, I consider my job a profession. <laughs> like before, I considered it a job. You know how much I hated my job before I started with the, like what I do now on the side of it I'm yeah. at now. And now I consider it a profession that I love and I miss. Like, but before, I, it was just a job. Get me, get me in, get me paid, get me out. Show up to a job interview. Why do you want this job? You want that answer? Because I really want <laughs> like, a check. Do, do you want me to tell you the truth? If you, or, if you, you give know? me the check without the work, then I wouldn't need the job. 100%, man. There was a, a place that you had invited me and Brenna to years ago, and you cooked for us. What was the name of that place? Oh, all right. So, no, I didn't cook there, but it was a new spot that was opening up in Williamsburg called Parm. Uh, back in 2016, they were doing, like, a soft opening for, like, friends and family. Um, and, yeah, I invited you guys over. They wanted... You know, I think we gave you like surveys, which yeah, like was yeah. your favorite thing or whatever the case may be. Yeah, look at that. So yeah, I re I remember it also, and I appreciate you guys for coming <laughs> in and supporting. It's it's been a you know it's been a while, and it's funny when I started working there. Um, one of the head chefs, I recognized him from one of my first restaurant jobs back in like 2006, straight out of high school. I was working as a hostess Oof. over at a restaurant, um, like on 19th. And like six abs somewhere over there. But I remember the chef and I'm like, yo, it was a hostess there. And it's like ironic how big New York is and yet so small that you were talking about like almost 10 years later. I'm like one of the bartenders and he's like the head chef at a whole completely different type of uh, restaurant. So I always, always appreciate those things. And even with the culinary world or like the restaurant scene, you want to like make sure... You know, you don't burn any bridges. You always keep that because you never know. And I realized from that time, like, you never know who you're going to run into. So now that I've, you know, taken my career more professional where I'm like, I can possibly really be doing this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's it's funny to me still when my friends call me a chef and I appreciate it, but I still feel kind of weird. Like, even calling myself that. But, like, I'm at that level where I can because those are the things that I acquire and I want eventually in life. So When people work at you, though, are you like one of those like super demanding people who yell at them and like you berate them in the kitchen? Are you like that? Because <laughs> so I've, I've heard like even like, all right, I used to do, like, I used to, like I, I do security and I right. used to work at uh, Dave & Buster's and I saw the way like the managers like with, like in the back of house. How the like how they would talk to them. I was like, yo, like this is deep. like you're not Gordon Ramsay, bro. Ramsay like, let's, let's chill the fuck out. Like, but it, like, and then I found out like this is a thing. Like, and, and even like these people were talking about like a Ruby Tuesdays, a fucking Applebee's. Like, if you if you're like this here, what is it like in like a, 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 a once you start star. getting Michelin rated? Like, listen, um, is, is is that like a, a a thing like among chefs? Like, it I want it is it is a thing. I've had um I've had some chefs make me cry. I've had to go to the bathroom and just like I've called my sister a few times like I want to quit I want to leave you know it's over it's it's just very intense and I've closely been in those situations where I've yelled at dishwashers because they were constantly coming from behind me grabbing plates on a consistent basis at the time when we're in the middle of a rush and it's just like you had two hours to do that and now you want to keep going behind me while I'm trying to just like rotate and grab something and then I'm gonna strong arm you and then you're gonna drop some so it's like you have to eventually understand the position that they're in and the pressure where it's like, yeah, it's like that. But that's just New York City more so. And I realized that moving to New Orleans and I'm working, you know, on the line there, it's not as high pressure intensity, you know, like it's the South. It's a lot more slower, but it's still intense depending on like where you're working at. I went to New Orleans. I, but, well, first, but before that, because you brought up the New Orleans thing, because he told me you're from down there. Um, I went to New Orleans like, Five years ago on a bachelor party. I and bet you did. Did you? Falco's bachelor party. I didn't know it was out there. It was in New Orleans. Mardi Gras. So fun. Uh, 
No, not Mardi Gras. Um, when was it? It was like uh, when did we go? Like middle of, middle of June. I want to say middle of June, like late June, almost like middle of June, late June somewhere. Um, and like the food was out of this world. Like I never thought I would like eat alligator like it. Like and I had like like yo just every, alligator. Alligator, bro. Yeah, alligator. I had fried had alligator it. and I had like alligator sausage, bro. I those are my two like, favorite yo, things. I can't even lie to you. Yo, like yo, I never <laughs> thought I would eat alligator, my man. And I was like, yo, like <laughs> shit. Even like everything, appealing. yo. You don't think it does. Like even and then like I had a jambalaya like that came on the side and had like little bits of like alligator and that shit was delicious. Like I'm like, get the fuck is alligator everywhere. Like, yo, but like the food was just like I, I thought the food would be good. I was like, all right, I've never been here. I've heard the food's great. I'm going to try a couple things. The food blew my mind. Like, I, I had fun partying, you know, the big drinks on Canal Street. Like, and we stayed right there in uh, the Crown Plaza so we could walk right out oh, onto, yeah. we were walking right out the door on the fucking Bourbon Street. So, we just like, it, it was just out of this world. But the food was what sticks with me the most. Partying, fun, amazing. But the food was just, I like. So, if, if the setting itself is different, being that it's more laid back and all that shit, what's the differentiator in the actual cuisine? And did it challenge you? Definitely did challenge me. Um, it's because I feel like New York is so hype beast that people want to go to the next hottest spot. And half the time, I don't think they're really concerned with the cuisine. It's more so I've been there. I've been As, there. The appeal is like a... So, you so, know, so, so, so like, like all the reviews I've read for him say his food is garbage. Right. But with New Orleans, they hold their culture so much. Like it's such an old city and their cuisine is their cuisine. They're not really used to like new elevated things and more so like fusions and stuff. And that's the reason why people go there. Mm -hmm. So it's like learning that craft and learning like you can't be taught something someone's other grandmother you know, taught them how to make. That's like lineage at that, but like a long line of, you know, history when it comes to seasonings and like things like that. So it's, it's which was another reason that drove me to go there was like, I didn't go to culinary school. This is like top cuisine central. I'm going to go and throw myself in a few kitchens and, you know, work my way around where now, you know, after being there for a year, I finally work in a French restaurant, um, a Creole French restaurant down in the French Quarter. You know, that's like, you, you want that when you first go there, you know, and you don't really know of the city, but once you get there and you start, you start working at these places and stuff like that, you're like, wow, all right, this is it. You know, this is it. So what happens, <clears throat> let's say, all right, you put out some food, clients don't like it. At, this is the French spot. Who takes the, the brunt of that? Does the front of house deal with it is it like on kitchen nightmares where they go to the back and start yelling at the chefs it's kind of like a domino effect um definitely the front of the house is the first ones to deal with it after that it's kind of like yeah chain of command front of the house like the server is the first one that has to deal with it and usually come up with a thousand and one excuses because they don't know what's exactly wrong mm -hmm. right they delay that message to the front of the house manager that's their superior from there, the conversation is had between the chef de cuisine, which is the one who usually writes the menu, or the chef that's working that night. So that's the front of the house manager and the chef that are actually having that conversation, depending, because it's like the chef, and that's one good thing about the kitchen, nobody gets thrown under the bus. We're all in this together. So it's even if it could have been my mistake, someone saw me put that plate out, 
on top of the fact that the chef sent that plate out. Mm -hmm. So if there was something wrong with it, we're all in it together. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you allowed me to send that plate out if you knew there was something wrong with it. Maybe I didn't know or I missed a step. But it's like, it's like you know, at that point, it's a whole domino effect. So we're, we're all getting our shit chewed at that point. <laughs> so you got singers that will go to like The Voice and American Idol to try out. Have you ever thought about going on like uh, Hell's Kitchen or something? You know, I've had those conversations um, plenty. Like, you know, I grew up watching Chop Kitchen and all these, like, competition cooking shows. I watch cooking shows every day, bro. All the time. I watch and them occasionally. sometimes I feel like, yeah. And then other times I'm like, I get very aggressive in the kitchen. <laughs> and I realized realize that about myself. So I don't know how I would be able to feel like that's an extra level of pressure being there and to be honest, I don't feel like that does anything for me. Like to other people, it does things for their career where they need the extra boost, but I don't really. Supposedly, I don't care they, for they it. get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar a month or a year salary and the head chef job at I guess whatever hotel restaurant it is. Oh, when they win that, yeah, and they, they like to Hell's get the, the like executive chef or something. I yeah, saw, and yeah. see, that's dope for people who like working on their people. And um, I realized that about me that it. I only like working with a certain amount of people, or like not even. It's like I told you, it's a whole relationship thing. And you can only like you can only work for like if you if you want to work for someone. Yeah. You want to work for someone a you can respect mm -hmm. and you can get along with. Like that's why like my boss now like who I work for like I get along with him and I actually respect him and like, like I've had bosses where I've told people like yo I got to the point where I flat out didn't respect them and everything I did and everything that came out of my mouth asshole. was in some way disrespectful bro so I'm shocked it took me that long to get fired right like, and it's like it's a learning experience for me regardless so I don't want to just put myself in any in any position regardless of the money amount you know what I'm saying like I came from bartending to cooking trust me I cut my paycheck in half you know, because the love of it, You're like, you know, struggling, starving artist situation, like, oh, I'm a starving chef, but not really because I'm eating. But, you know, the pay is not the same yeah. where it was like cooking. I still had a bartend on the side because I'm like, I live a certain lifestyle. I'm like, you know, the struggle and you like, I love this. Right. You know, you're coming home and you're looking at these burnt marks on your hands and arms. And, you know, as a female, you're looking at your nails now. And you're like, I love my life. I love my life. Right. <laughs> we do this, you know, you enjoy there's days that it's just it's horrible. Um, and I'm just like, whatever, let's let's ride this out. You know, keep keep on burning. At this so point. You, you bartended at, uh, at the baby shower. I did. And. <clears throat> you know, every time I've thought about bartending, people told me, you know, you should bartend and shit. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I should not be bartending. <laughs> Sometimes they make the best bartenders. <laughs> Yo, I, I have to say, man, I don't know any alcoholics who are bartenders, but I feel like I've had a drink with every bartender I consider a friend while they were working. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's a free shot, dude. I'm going to take one myself. Uh, just come bring a couple oh, yeah. shots over. Yo, we're going to do these. <laughs> Line them up! <laughs> so to get into bartending, was that something that you did similar to cooking that you just decided to do it? Or did you go to like a bartending academy? Because I see they push them shits heavy now. Yeah, so it was something that I just randomly decided to do also. Um, I was already working in the restaurant industry as a server in different areas of it. Um, and then I was, it was a big thing at the time too, where there was like bartending schools promoting everything. And I knew a few people that were servers and then they bartended because the job placement. Um, so yeah, I did actually go to ABC bartending school. Um, like I think it's 34th street around there. I don't know if even yeah, they're still the open. I keep seeing the ads for everything. I, I kept I seeing went, like ads for bartending school and I'm like, 
like now I feel like it'd be weird if I heard someone wanting to go just because I feel like people give them more opportunities now to kind of just like teach you and throw you behind the bar and figure it out from there because so many bars do different things now where it's like you know mixologist it's like a whole it's a whole thing and being a craft cocktail bartender is a whole thing so it's like every bar has their own thing that they're offering that you can work somewhere and then go to a whole another bar and you feel like you feel like you've never bartended before like i for a little while worked next door to a place um and they were like they were like a like like a speakeasy that did uh only craft cocktails Mm -hmm. And like they like they they were a smaller place. They could only like their capacity was like forty five. Right. And they would have a line, and people would like have to keep coming back for a wait. And like they were downstairs from us, but they separated the the uh, the entrances, so it was right like right downstairs. It wasn't a big space. And like people would lose their minds for this. I'm just like I don't get it. Like when I would like when I would walk down there and check it clear in the building at the end of the night, like I could barely stand all the way up. Like it's like my head's almost touching the ceiling down there. Like how are people enjoying this? Like it's like it's a dark night, like like a well lit place, and it's like out of their minds to go there. Like it was crazy. It's a thing. What, what's that movie with Tom Cruise that he's a bartender? Cocktails. I think it I is think called cocktail. Mm-hmm. So the the guy who flips the cup and all that shit is that considered a regular bartender? Or is that a mixologist or a flare bartender? The, yeah, I think like the they, they're flare. flaring. Yeah, at that point where they're like, you know, toss the bottle. Yeah, behind the bottles back, are sliding the along their arms and a whole bunch of that. It's it's a whole situation. Yeah, they're flare bartenders. It's like a thing. Um, when I didn't really know how big of a thing it was, like you know, I bartended. It was it was how I made my money. I enjoyed it. I speak very well. I can hold a conversation, you know, and basic bartending. You can make a good drink and hold a conversation. That's it. You can make a lot of money. Um, but the places that I bartended at were kind of a little bit more, a little stiff, you know, like little hotel bars and stuff like that in Midtown, um, as opposed to my sister who was more in like the lively scene. So when you, New Orleans was just a whole big thing in reference to food and cocktails. Like, they have their dope-ass cocktail bars out there. So for my sister, it was a whole bigger thing. And even me, when I started bartending out there, I was like, yeah, it's different. Even their liquor laws, you know? So (laughs) it doesn't really matter, like, as much bartending experience I had in New York. Like, you leave, it's like, oh, okay, I know how to do this, I know how to do that. But, like, now I'm in a city where it's like, are you ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to be serving people who are halfway drunk at 4 in the morning because the bar you work at is open 24 hours? Who signed me up Ready for this? Ready to start serving booze at noon. <laughs> and is it like in Florida that you have find like alligators in the pool and shit? Is that why they cook them out there? Nah, I mean, yeah. Florida's just, that's because of the Everglades. Um, <laughs> I, that, that, so I, there's no wild alligators just there, walking There through. are yeah. alligators, but more, more south, like towards the swamps. Like New Orleans is like the little city right above the Gulf of Mexico. And then once you start going to like the more scattered towards the bottom, uh, yeah, they... Alligators live amongst them at points. Yeah. I told you when we were out there, Shit. when I went to Florida, when we went to uh, Harry Potter World, my first day out there, and my uh, my girl's friend in that, in that complex, mm. they had like, a, nobody swims in it, but like a nice man-made lake, and you can see alligators swimming in there. Like, like she's like, you don't see it? And she's like, look, you don't see the eyes right there? I was like, oh, shh, I thought that's that, 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 part of it. She's like, no, and then she gave me the binoculars, and that was a fucking real-life wild alligator, like fucking 40 yards from me, maybe? Like, we were in a screen enclosure, couldn't get in, but I'm like, nah, man. Like, this is why I'm a New Yorker, man. Like, I could deal with mosquitoes, subway rats that scared so, me. So that, was, that, that was my next question. Like, in New York, we deal with, like, roaches, uh, mosquitoes, water bugs, shit like that. What do you got out there? So, water bugs to them are just roaches. 
So that's just the standard it's just roach. A, it's a, and they're super aggressive. About this big. Like aggressive. Like they will fly towards you. Um, wasp. I've never seen a wasp oh, before. Oh, man. I got so stung like by a wasp when I was young, man. Right here. Right here, man. That shit. I saw it coming. Face? I was like, ah. <laughs> So what, what Fresh is, air is that the shit that looks like a huge bee? Yeah, yeah, like a black bee. And they make nests. So like we live in a house and I've had multiple wasp nests that need to be knocked down and you know they grow eggs and stuff like so it's like, yeah, I'm not spider webs everywhere you go. Like I've walked through multiple spider webs on a regular basis where if I'm gonna walk in between trees, I'm instantly just walking, waving my arms just to get through. Um, Jesus Christ! I don't know. Oh, but like don't we don't. If you dead. live close to the bayou, which is just like a small body of water, there's always alligators in there. I haven't. I'm yet to see an alligator. I haven't seen one yet, though. But is there like a rich area? There is a rich area, actually. Um, all through Magazine Street, all the way up Esplanade. Also, there's like apparently Solange has a dope ass house down there. There's some nice, nice homes, like mansions, like mansions. It's at Magazine Street. Old yeah. School. Even put that on like the bucket list. Cool. I told I, I told a few people when we were coming back, which is why it's so weird to me. Um, even just on the topic of New Orleans, to say I hope they do good with everything going on right now. Um, it's missing us. It's missing you guys. It is. It is. Thumbs up, man. It is. It's it's pulling west. I've I've been tracking it every two hours. It's pulling west. That, that is, I mean, that's about as what was good it a hurricane? Hurricane, yeah, yeah. Laura. Both of them, so both of them are one. The one missed Florida, and the other one's gonna miss you guys, mm -hmm. and they're not gonna combine. That's about as good a picture. Twenty twenty gave us a break there, but I remember when we were coming back. Uh, when we were coming from the hotel on the shuttle going back to the airport. I don't know where we were at, but I remember seeing just still, and that's ten years after seeing whole like neighborhoods chained off, and. Like, I just remember they made a big deal about, like, the Brad Pitt houses and everything. And I'm like, if this is such a big deal, like, how is this? Like, is it still like that? Or is it like, how's the, like, how's rebuilding, like, going on down there? How's it been? Is it still because, like. So, like, where Brad Pitt has his house at, it's in the Lower Ninth Ward. Mm -hmm. um, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt has a home down there in the Lower Ninth Ward. <laughs> the Lower Ninth Ward, like, I've known people. I know people who grew up there. Um, there's nice homes out there. It's just we get the misconception when you're not from there that it's hood. But it's like realistically all of New Orleans is hood and nice at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, like I live in a nice neighborhood, but like you walk around the corner and one of the homes is lit on a regular basis. And what peop some people may consider that hood just because it's more of a louder volume or whatever, even though I've had my bike stolen twice from in front of my house. But, <laughs> you know, that's just, just, like that's just the city. It's like it's New, New York. York. It's, it's, it's a city. It's, any, it's, it's a comes with a city. big city. Yeah, you know I mean? you After know? you reach a certain population, you have certain things that come with big cities. And you so can't I feel like, that. Yeah, I feel like people definitely get the misconception of what hood or urban neighborhood is or whatever the case may be. Um, they're trying to gentrify the city as much as they can, but you can't really do that with New Orleans. They're very tough. They enjoy what the city is like, and ha Don't what it has it been. Narlins? Nolens, yeah, like N A W L I N. I can't get that. No, mm -hmm. I can't get it right. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't get it right. Because like. I've said New Orleans to somebody who's yeah. from there. It's, like, it's fucking Nolens, man. New Orleans. Like, but shit. then it depends on where they're from. Because some people say Nolens, some people say New Orleans. New Orleans. Where they drag it, you know. When people who are not from there, when I first started, when I first started living there, I'm like New Orleans, you know. I, I still say New Orleans. Shit, you can't change the way I speak. 
Oh no! All I know is that wasn't a, like I, I I had a blast of a time down there. Like I I, I was. I still I've never been. I listen, like I said, um, I have we my sister and I have made sure we had a house big enough for the extra space. You know, it's a city that I know a lot of my friends haven't been to. Um, I only visited twice before we decided to move out there, and the second time that we visited, it was like three weeks before we packed it up and left. Where it was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just go and try it out and see how it goes. You know, a year later, here we are. Hi, I mean, with that being said, we got to take a, a commercial break. Um, we'll be back. This is actually a John Bergdahl. Uh, he's basically in a band, like Danny was saying, that they shoot short films instead of music videos, and we're going to check a few of those out later. But right now, this is uh, John Bergdahl. We'll be back with more Lindsay Marie on Good Morning Bushwick. <laughs> 